0: mind my weakest time <laughs> if you're a real man you would want a job tub, pop a bathtub Ooh. get a razor blade and you just you know do a nice oh. little slit on your wrist
1: and just that's where you this, got this is recorded going. two on one a fantasy football
2: podcast with your host steven bautista That boy good
0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 2-on-1, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. Alongside me, as always, the commish, Tommy Molio, and everybody's best friend, Dominic Rickard. What a crazy week in the NFL, and an even crazier first round of the fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully, for most of you, you were able to survive the week and move on to the semifinals. If not, there are still always your league consolation playoffs, so that means something. So with that being said, let's jump right in and recap week 14. NFL quick hits. They are calling it the miracle in Miami. The Dolphins were down 33 to 28 with seven seconds left in the game on their own 31 yard line. Somehow they were able to pull off two laterals to Kenyon Drake, who run, who ran through what seemed like the entire Patriots defense, including a very unathletic looking grong, for a touchdown to defeat the Patriots in an absolute stunner. Andrew Luck continues his impressive comeback season leading the Colts to a crucial victory over division rivals Houston Texans. It was a close matchup, but in the end, the Texans were edged out 24-21, to snapping their eight-game win streak. The Colts continued to try and sneak into that last AFC playoff spot. Lastly, the Oakland Raiders had an impressive win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Derek Carr led the Raiders on an eight-play, 75-yard drive to take the lead 24-21, leaving the Steelers less than a minute to go. But Big Ben was able to give the Steelers a chance to tie the game, But Chris Boswell was attacked by the turf monster and slipped on the kick, driving the ball into the back of an offensive lineman. With that, the Raiders handed the Steelers their third loss in a row. There are so many injuries right now to monitor. Right now, as of Wednesday night, while we're recording this podcast, we are still not sure about the playing status of the following players. Melvin Gordon, Spencer Ware, James Conner, Odo Beckham Jr., and Tyreek Hill. We are certain for sure that the following players have been ruled out this week, which are Carson Wentz, Jordan Reed, LaShawn McCoy, and Austin Eckler. My suggestion to all fantasy owners is to monitor these situations carefully, especially with a big fantasy game on Thursday night between the chiefs and the chargers. Tommy, I'm sure our followers on Twitter know we were at the Raider game this weekend. And for me personally, it ranks as a top three game I've ever been to just the passion of the fans, the opponent, the Raiders were playing.
2: It's just like what football was made to be, you know, it was amazing. I mean, how about them Raiders, right? And what a win. Uh, yeah, like you said, Steve, we were at the game, you know, flew up there with some friends and, and your wife and, you know, to, to watch our final game in Oakland, which is crazy. You know, the, the word came down that, that Oakland's gonna, gonna sue the team. So we're, we're gonna see what's gonna happen for next year. And, and then, uh, yeah, this, uh, this, uh, Christmas Eve game will, will be the last one. The game was awesome. Um, you know, there was like a ton of Steeler fans, which was crazy to see. Uh, there was a buzz in the air, you know, I, I think mostly cockiness from, from Steeler fans who, who made the long trip to Oakland from other parts of California, you know, not one Pittsburgh native in the house. So I, you know, we just, <clears throat> I think, had this feeling that the Raiders could pull it off, you know, and Big Ben had been 0 and 3 in Oakland at that point and, and Connor was out. So, you know, we all know how it finished, but, I just want to give huge props to the Raiders and, and Derek Carr for, for playing like we knew they could. And honestly, they just seem to be starting to click. And it was a great win for, for the one true nation, Raider Nation. But um, yeah, it, it was awesome, Steve. And Dom, did you see any of that game? Yeah, I watched it pretty much the whole game. But uh, I just want to throw my
1: two cents. I think the Raiders might play in San Antonio for one year next year. Ooh, that's one I haven't heard of yet.
0: I heard that too, but I thought they shot it down with Mark Davis. I think uh I would, my personal hope, cause we live in uh, Orange County and I know Dom's in Vegas right now, but at San Diego would be awesome. I know that Mark Davis yeah. says he doesn't want to go to Vegas yet. Cause they want that red carpet, yeah. you know, welcome to Las Vegas. And Dom, what about Las Vegas, 2020 draft? Oh that's yeah. Gonna be, that's going to be I really got cool. That,
1: I, I got that letter f- from them for being a season ticket holder and it got me pretty excited. So I, I wonder if I get exclusive
2: tickets to that. So we, we're going to have to go check it out, guys. It might be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For sure, we man. Have, we might have to do an episode of the two-on-one from from the draft in 2020. Awesome. <laughs> Live two-hour coverage of... <laughs> Every pick coming into you. So, Dom, who was, uh, what was your quick hit for this week?
1: Oh, yeah. So, my quick hit, it's going to make me sound like a Cowboy fan talking about... Uh, but I want to kind of drive home the stats that I gave last uh, couple weeks about Amari Cooper... So, for the last three weeks of the season, Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper have combined for 940 yards in the last three games. That's more than 10 NFL teams. Arizona, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville, Miami, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, and Washington Redskins, the worst team of all of them. Just a crazy stat, and uh I, I still can't believe that uh, Jerry Jones gave up a first round pick for Amari, but I think you were saying it on Twitter, Tommy, about his attitudes change and his efforts change, and so because yeah. of that, he obviously is, you know, showing his talent. So, what, what were you talking about when you? What point were you trying to get when
2: you when you're tweeting that out? I mean, this was something I was actually I was thinking about it. I was tweeting about it, and then I listened to uh, State of the Nation uh, with Vic Taffer, his his podcast this past week, and. You know, he was saying it too, as someone that had interviewed Amari multiple times throughout his entire time in Oakland. And every picture that I saw, every interview I saw, this guy had no emotion ever. And it's something I know Steve, you and I talked about and and with other friends, like, is it just because he's so dialed in or, or what? And I think now it's just that he was just unhappy to be in the Bay and a kid from, from Florida, you know, played college ball at, at Alabama. Uh, I just think he's a Southern kid that is now just happy to be back in a southern state you know playing on a team that is different you know than the Raiders. like a, at least a little bit more dynamic maybe with dak but i just think his attitudes change and, and his whole demeanor and that's why he's playing so good and then everyone forgets just how bad he wasn't you know a couple years ago when he when was having so many drops he was leading the league in drops so yeah let me let me i think that uh just the attitude. I mean, the, how, um, how much
0: animation he's giving and how much his like, you know, all of yeah. his gesturing and just he, he's looking like a diva wide receiver, which he never, I mean, we're, we're pretty hardcore Raider fans. I mean, we watch, I saw him when he got drafted. I saw everything and I was just always so like, Oh, he's just a quiet kid. It is like a completely different player. I mean, completely, completely different. different. I have yeah. never seen this side of Amari. I've been, I've watched his career since he came into the league. And to your point, Tommy, I think you're right. I think that he was probably he seems like he's already kind of a quiet person kind of you know insular and he probably has a small group of people and being so far away from them i think kind of affected him i think you know some people can't don't like to live too far away from home and you know the going back to the you know the south a little bit in texas and obviously it's night and day with facilities for dallas to the right you know what i mean at least for now eventually the raiders are going to get there when they move to las vegas but you know, good for Amari. You know, he's got a, over a 600 yards and he's making Dak relevant again. And, but Derek is also playing a lot better with Amari. And there's been a lot of couple little things coming out from the Raider camp as well. And, you know, sometimes these things happen, but they're saying that he wasn't giving maybe too much effort or he wasn't trying as much as he could have. So, I mean, I think it's a, uh, it's a good for both sides, a good for Amari and then good for the Raiders to move on as well. All right, guys. Now it's, uh, time to check in with our favorite clairvoyant Nostradamus.
1: No, done. All right, so last week I did pretty good. I think I got three out of five predictions correct. If you want to hear him, go back to the podcast and listen to it again because I don't <laughs> want to recap him right now. But uh, I'm just going to go right into my predictions this week. Hopefully it doesn't affect any of your fantasy starts or sits. But uh, my first prediction of the week, Drew Brees has another subpar QB performance under 250 yards and one touchdown. Ooh, I think Steve, I think you have him. So I'm sorry, yes, I'm sorry to tell you that. No worries, man. That's what, the you're TD, wrong. that's what the, the gods have been telling me. Uh, my <laughs> next one is, uh, Stefan Diggs has a monster game at Miami, 130 yards plus a, one, at least one TD. My wow. next one is might be a shocker to some people, but Dallas Goddard has a bigger night than Zach Ertz fantasy point wise. I think, you know, Ertz might have three or four catches for like 30, 40 yards. And Goddard's going to have two, two or three catches, when the touchdown. He's going to outscore Ertz. Do you uh, think
2: the, the the Rams focus on Ertz a little bit more? And I think and that's he goes their off. game plan, yeah, to shut Ertz down. Yeah, I you get some more. You got some more touches last week. Yeah, I mean, he's
1: he's he's a nice looking tight end, man, six seven. Uh, but you know, Ertz is the best tight end in the NFL right now. So insane. But I just think, like you said, the Rams are going to focus on Ertz, try to shut him down, and Jeffrey and Goddard will have more looks. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta guard somebody at that point. But who knows who's gonna, who's playing quarterback? Foles, right? Yeah, Foles gonna be playing. Yeah, so who knows what's gonna go on? I mean, he, he can win a Super Bowl, so he's serviceable. But anyway, uh, my last one, uh, Kamara has a great game, returns a form on Monday night, scores over a hundred, or sorry, has over
2: 130 total scrimmage yards and at least one TD. So those are my four predictions. Even though Carolina gives up the fifth fewest running points to running backs. Yep. Mark my, words. Mark my words. Mark
0: them down, guys. All right. Thanks, Mr. Dominus, for those uh, predictions. We'll see if they come true. Hopefully not all of them, but some. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Let's get into some fantasy football talk.
2: <laughs> hey, fantasy, fantasy. All right,
0: Dominic. With so many injuries in fantasy right now, uh, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there with kind of in this situation. The Chargers chief backfields. Um, uh, what, what are we going to do with this? Uh, I think it's got to be, uh, one of the weirdest situations on, on both sides. You know, you have Melvin Gordon hurt. Eckler's already out. Uh, Spencer Ware is probably not going to play. So you have, uh, Williams and West. Um, and what makes everything worse is it's Thursday night. So we don't really have a lot of time. What are your suggestions to those fantasy owners?
1: I think if you're looking at one of those guys for the flex, especially Thursday night, I think Damian Williams is the, the guy that I feel safe is starting. He had a rushing TD and a reception TD. And I, I just think he's the back that's going to, he has the biggest potential to score the most touchdowns. So highest ceiling, the floor is scary on all of them, but that's the one I would gamble with in that situation.
0: Even over Justin Jackson for the Chargers. If Melvin Gordon doesn't go, I think
1: Melvin Gordon is going to play at least suit up. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to, uh,
2: yeah, I'd still stick with Williams as my, my go to. I mean, at that point, at least, you know, Williams is going to be in the game for sure, right? Like, right. it's still up in the air and the game's tomorrow night. And yeah, I mean, it's a weird situation for such a big game, yeah. uh, in real life and in fantasy, you know, the teams are going to see basically who's, who's leading in the AFC West. And then, you know, how many, how many guys on, on both rosters are on people starting lineups this week? It's, it's nuts to, to have a game mean this much, have such, huge fantasy implications and, and I don't know. Terrible, terrible be, week in situation. A team, yeah. Being in a situation that could be a dud week for, 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 uh, for Thursday night football. Well, I me mean, personally, I have a, a Melvin Gordon,
0: um, Eckler and Ware, so I'm kind of just hoping Melvin Gordon plays. I mean, and that's my biggest dilemma. Like, even if he does play, do I start him? you know? And then with the Thursday night game, it's just, I just think what we said earlier too, is uh, make sure you guys monitor as much as possible tomorrow, because, um, I think there's going to be a lot of information at the very end, right
2: before the game starts, you know, with a yeah, lot of these players. Game time decision for Gordon for sure. Sorry, uh, Steve, I think if, uh, if he suits, I think you, you got to play him though. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think they're going to have him suit for no reason, suit up for no reason, but, um, and I haven't done my research on this, but, you know, who's the backup to the backup, you know, so is there yeah. anyone else besides Justin Jackson, uh, that's there because yeah. they might have to put Melvin Gordon in if they don't have another running back. I think, you know, just because of the matchup with the Chiefs, I think you have to
0: play Melvin Gordon because they're not very good in, in run defense. And, you know, what is the alternative? Like for, for me, it's Melvin, uh, excuse me, um, Mark Ingram. So is the floor for Gordon maybe eight, 10 points? Is that possibly what, you know, Ingram would give me anyways? If he plays, you know, against Carolina, yeah. like you mentioned, it's a tough Carolina defense. So at that point, it's kind of like, you know, like you said, Tommy, I think I just got to ride with Gordon
2: if he gets suits up and hope for the best. I mean, you definitely want to play with your best players at this point in the season. And that's the hard part. Like, even though they're a little banged up, you know, they might still go and they might still do more than than the next guy up. And it's a, it's a terrible time to, to be thinking about the next guy up yeah. at this point in the season. Definitely. All right, guys, uh, let's go into
0: fantasy studs for week uh, 14. Uh, Tommy, why don't you start us off? Hey, stud.
2: Yeah, I'm going to keep all my discussion uh in the Bay Area this week. George Kittle, the tight end for San Francisco. 34 points. What a day. Nine targets with seven receptions for 210 yards and one touchdown. Just eight all day on this Broncos defense. Uh I didn't even know uh, this guy's first name to start the season and, and messed yeah. it up on, I think it was episode two or three of the podcast. Uh, I think I called him Greg Kittle. Uh, <laughs> and, and now he's a household game. You know. Yeah, now we know. Now everybody knows. You know, he's an every week starter at this point, especially with how the tight end position's going. But even despite that, the guy's putting up killer numbers. He's playing really well. Um, And and Nick Mullins and, you know, that relationship that they have uh, is really working out, you know. And, and Nick Mullins is definitely surprising people as a quarterback. So, yeah, I slept on him, but not sleeping on him anymore. Dom, who do you have? Yeah, and Kittle cares about his fantasy overs. So yeah. he might be the best player In the league,
1: um, my stud for the week is the obvious one, Derrick Henry, seventeen rushes, two hundred thirty-eight yards, and four rushing TDs for a total of forty-seven points in our league. I think that's the highest non-scoring or non-quarterback score in our league this year. I think you're right, Steve. You got anybody?
0: Yeah, my uh, my stud this week. I gotta give it to him. Um, I've been crapping on him for the last like three weeks, and that's Tom Brady. I thought he was going to be a huge (laughs) dud this week, or excuse me, last week in Miami, and he passed for 358 yards and three touchdowns, even though they lost a game in real football. He didn't, you know, obviously they lost a game, but in fantasy, he was lights out for a lot of teams and and somebody that I I think a lot of people were questioning starting.
2: So if you did start him, good for you. Kudos to you, man. Good job. Yeah. When Xavier Howard, the news of Xavier Howard for Miami came out, uh, for me, I knew it. Tom Brady was a must start at that point. I mean, Xavier's lights out as a cornerback, total shutdown corner. Uh, but without him, you know, that, I think that's why we saw uh why we saw Tom Brady do his thing. And and despite his low numbers, he's been really good, at least with uh not giving the ball up, you know, and taking care of the ball and not throwing interceptions. Yeah, for sure. And on the opposite
0: side of that, now for fancy duds,
1: <laughs> you got
0: the dud Um, a quarterback that I think a lot of people started, you know, Jared Goff. Against Chicago last week, uh, 180 yards and four interceptions. I mean, I think that Crazy. I think people really have to now take notice on these West Coast quarterbacks that played their college football on the West Coast and that play on West Coast teams. Got to be careful when it drops under 40 degrees because it seems like I know Derek Carr has this issue too. Before we we've, we've talked about it when he goes to KC or Denver when it's cold, they just don't know how to plan the cold weather, you know. Yeah. And, uh, that Chicago's defense is, uh, is no joke though.
2: Well, I think you saw too that no quarterback is, is like defense proof when it comes to the Chicago Bears. I mean, they're, they're shutting down everybody and it, it's scary anytime they have a matchup, you know, and, and we'll definitely see what happens this week with Green Bay versus Chicago. You know, can Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the league actually do something against his, uh, against his solid defense? My dead this week, uh, again, keeping it in the bay. Chris Boswell, the kicker for the Steelers. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the win. Uh, and you know, I think we all know why. And after signing a four year, $16.7 million extension, yeah, uh, in man. August <laughs> for a kicker, Chris has that had man. a rough year. Uh, and his performance on Sunday against the R Raiders was horrendous, missing two easy but big field goals, one of which, one of which would have sent the game into overtime. Uh, you know, we're with the Steelers fan at the game and, and he ca- even he called it that Chris was going to miss both those field goals. So <laughs> you can blame the turf all you want, Chris, but Raiders had to play on it too, so people don't forget. My dud for the week uh
1: is a lot I bet you a lot of fantasy owners duds out there, toad girly. Uh I mean I think it was just poetic justice that my first overall pick that I rode the whole season uh outperformed when I made it to the playoffs or underperformed. 11 rushes, 28 measly yards, three receptions for 30 yards for
2: eight total points. That is just not what fantasy owners needed during the playoffs. He's like the reason you got to the playoffs and the reason you're not in the playoffs anymore.
1: My, uh, yeah, it definitely didn't help, but my whole team took a crap. Didn't even score 80 points. But <laughs> uh, that's, for, that's for another segment, Dom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Dom... Um, I know you're kind of, uh, probably not thinking of too much of the future, but, uh, any,
1: uh, what's your
0: waiver wire pickup for the week?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've already talked about him a couple of times. Uh, I got two actually, but I'll just do one because maybe Tommy will talk about the other. Uh, Damian Williams to KC, uh, free nuggets. Like I said, I picked him up because I thought, um, yeah, Spencer, Worth, uh, broke his collarbone, but he ended up being hurt anyways. And I was hoping to make it to the next round. So, so he had eight rushes for only 14 yards. He had a rush TD, and then he had four receptions and a reception TD.
2: So he got 18 points last week. My player worth picking up is Dante Pettis, the receiver from the Niners.
3: Free. Nuggets.
2: He scored double-digit fancy points with at least one touchdown in the last three games and is gelling with Nick Mullins at the helm. He has a de- decent matchup this week against the division rival, Sea Chickens. From Seattle, uh, who gave up who give up the fourteenth most fancy points to wide receivers, and and, you know I don't care if Polly Sleepers has been tweeting about this guy for three weeks, he's still my pickup of the week and DFS star Polly. So I'm still gonna claim it. And but for real, if if you haven't already, uh, for all our listeners out there, head on over to Juice in the Morning podcast with Polly Sleepers. Give them a listen for some great weekly sleep sleepers. These guys are awesome. They do a great job. Give them a follow and uh, give them a rate. Yeah, my pickup this week is, I, I said it a
0: couple of weeks ago, and he's still available in quite a bit of leagues, is uh, Curtis Samuel for Carolina.
1: Free. Nuggets.
0: Um, He is averaging seven targets a game. Um, Last week he had 11 targets. So, I mean, to get that kind of production right now in the waiver wire, I think um, if you need somebody with a uh, a high floor uh, and then also a high ceiling, I think, as well, because he has that big playability, I think uh Curtis Samuel might be
2: your guy for this week. It's amazing that he's still available. I mean, yeah. you've been talking about him. People him and Dante Pettis, like both these guys have been doing so for a while and they're yeah. still available in leagues. So I don't know if people just don't trust him at at this time in this in this season, you know, want to go with the guys they've had or I don't know, but they're definitely worth uh, a weekly streamer. Absolutely. Hey Tommy, do we have any uh Twitter questions this week? Yeah, you know, I think we have one one good one that's worth mentioning on the podcast, and, and we've already kind of been talking about it, but but this one comes from Fantasy Rookie Camp on Twitter. Uh, they're at Fantasy Rookies. Um, also, real quick, pretty cool podcast. Uh, they they cater to the the new fantasy players, players, people that have never played fantasy football before. So if you're a first time fantasy player, or or you know you played it in a couple years but don't really you know get it, or you're trying to get that extra edge. Uh, head on over to their podcast and you can find them on Apple podcasts. Check them out. Um, they, they do some good stuff and, and they sound great. So their question this week is how much are we trusting Melvin Gordon? So, you know, it's a hot topic. It's kind of going with our discussion so far. Um, you know, Steve, do, do you trust him at all? And, and I think this goes on if he's right now, you know, with a questionable tag and then the, if he even starts and suits up. I mean, if he suits up and he's going to play,
0: I think you have to start him. Um, and I, I you know, this, um, we've talked about it earlier that you got to ride the guys, um, that got you there. Um, but having said that, like he comes with risk, you know, because you, he may go in one, two play and then doesn't feel right, especially if, uh, the conditions in KC aren't great. But I mean, I'm going back and forth with this one. If you have, uh, I mean, if you, I guess if you have a pretty good option and put it an in instead of him, you go with that, but more yeah. than likely you don't. Cause this is one of your first or second round picks. So I say you have to play him and I, I'm going to play him. If he starts, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play him. Okay. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it turns out tomorrow.
2: If, if that stays true.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see. All right, guys, now it's time for a special guest on uh commissioner's corner with Tommy Moe. The commissioner's
2: corner. All right, guys. Very special guest on this week's commissioner's corner, the fantasy football stoner. Uh, the stoner and I share a love of fantasy football and cannabis, and he's gained a cult-like following on Twitter this year, dishing out some excellent fantasy football advice and hilarious tweets. You can find him on Twitter at fantasy FB stoner and soon at his new website fantasystoner.com. I'm not and sure how soon, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a reserve. He's it's in progress, in, uh, under yeah, construction.
3: Literally just bought the domain yesterday. <laughs> so,
2: nice. Uh, and you can also uh, catch him as a regular guest on the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, you know, I don't know how it's possible at this point, but uh, for you listeners out there that don't know, now you know. Welcome to yeah, yeah. the two-on-one, Stoner.
3: I appreciate it. It's nice, uh, it's nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. What's up, Stoner? Yeah, you know, same old, same old. I'm sitting in a closet. I just got super stoned. My kids are asleep. My wife is sick. And here I am talking to you guys.
2: Nice.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. I love talking football, and I love smoking weed. So it's like two – I mean, you put those two together. And I think cannabis and fantasy football are – you know, they're intrinsically linked. You always – you're stressed out whether you're drafting or trading or hitting the waiver wire. So – I mean, what better can you do, but mellow out, you know, mellow out, <laughs> smoke some weed and just let shit happen. That's just what I do. And then when I'm really stoned, I just send out fucking gifts and pictures because sometimes words get hard.
2: <laughs> so uh you know i'm a, i'm a big fan of your twitter account you know and i wanted to get you on the show since we started this podcast um
3: yeah we talked about it a lot
2: actually wow yeah well i got back to you and i realized like dang i had not talked to you in a little bit about it so yeah. you know thanks for ha- coming on tonight and yeah no doubt you know so how, how's your fancy season going so far are you uh, still in the playoffs
3: good. yeah i got uh i think i made the playoffs in eight out of ten you know, of the bigger leagues, the money leagues, I made the playoffs in eight out of 10. And six of those eight, I had the first round by. So I've done, I've done really nice. well. So, I mean, whatever happens from here is great. I'll probably end up winning half the games this weekend and losing the other half. And that'll be so, fine with me.
1: So let me get this straight. You have, you manage 10 teams.
3: Uh, yeah, well, there's some more of them, but some of them are just, you know, just for fun. There's no money involved, but yeah, 10 teams that, man, easy guy. It's it's definitely not easy.
1: How do you root for any player? Any one player?
3: (laughs) I root for every player.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Spreads it around.
3: Yeah. You just root for everyone and then you're good. But yeah, at the end of the day, like, you know, you're rooting for Travis Kelsey, but you're also playing against him. So, I mean, it's good and it's bad. I just yeah, I've been playing for a while. So
1: you have a main league that you care the most about, like one with your friends or your biggest money league or something like that.
3: um, Yeah, there's a couple that are you know three hundred dollar leagues, and then there's another league that we play for a hundred bucks. That and that's my oldest league. I've been doing that league since the the late the mid to late nineties actually. Oh, nice. To to date myself, Uh, yeah, we were keeping score by hand. Um out of the u s a today we were <laughs> checking the box scores in the u s a today, me and the other commissioner, and then comparing our scores on Monday night during the game, making sure that we had everything right. I mean, the advent of the internet has dramatically changed the landscape of fantasy football, but I go back to keeping score by hand
2: so when you would submit waiver claims, like did you actually have to like mail them I mean, to someone or we had those?
3: It was ten of a the league started out as ten, so yeah, we had you know, you had a designated time that you had to call each week. You know, you'd call yeah. somebody at eight oh five and then the next guy would call at eight ten, eight fifteen, whatever day it was. I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday night. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Wow, it was a process.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's a call on a landline too, not a cell phone. Oh fucking yeah. a landline. Yeah. yeah. A rotary phone.
3: Yeah. And then the other dude, he would hand write out like a like a like a weekly report who won, what the what the you know, what the standings were and stuff like that. He'd photocopy it and hand deliver it to everyone. It was I crazy.
1: Send it via facsimile.
3: Basically, yeah. yeah. Page someone if you really needed to get in oh, touch dude. with them on the 911 page.
2: I can't even imagine not being able look being able to look at the progress of my team like as it was going on you know on your phone, you just like stare at it now. Probably had a light like like... back then though. <laughs> it's, oh, definitely. It, it's
3: crazy. I mean you know back then you're waiting for like every 20 minutes they'd show you the ticker down the bottom of the screen and that was you lived for the ticker at the bottom of the screen unless you were sitting at a bar watching you know the NFL Sunday ticket you know but i was yeah. i wasn't really supposed to be in a bar at the age of 19 <laughs> watching the i was but i mean yeah it was crazy it was a different game back then and now you can just sit there all day so you know i feel like i learned a lot playing the game back then because yeah. you were you're actually having to you know spot the trends it's a lot different now with all the the data is just out there the analytics is crazy the stats are nuts you got them at the palm of your hand whenever you want them but at the end of the day, for me, it's you got to spot a trend. You got to know that yeah. Aaron Darren Jones is going to be the guy that in a few weeks is going to start getting carries. So I want to jump on him in week five instead of waiting until week eight when it's too late. So, I mean, I learned a lot playing the game back then. So I think it gave me, a, it, it definitely gives me an advantage on people right now.
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, one of the harder parts now, like you said, because it's at the palm of your hand, uh, is like the second game of like try to beat out other people from getting there first or figuring out first, you know, and, and especially on Twitter, there's so much information. There's so many people giving advice that, you know, if you're not on it right then, you know, it's gone. And I know there's, yeah.
3: Like when, like, yeah, when Kareem hunt, you know, got in trouble and got suspended. I mean, if you didn't hop on Spencer, Ware in a second, yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 I was done. (laughs) And now it's, it's the other guy, but I think we'll talk about them in a second.
0: Well, yeah, um, why don't we go into that? Um, so one guy I see that you're uh, high on this week is uh, Justin no Jackson. No intended. I, am yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is is uh, Justin Jackson for the Chargers with their matchup this Thursday night against the Chiefs. So it's an por- important game, both fantasy uh, and for the control of the AFC West. So right now the reports that I read uh, before we got on, um, they're saying that Melvin Gordon is questionable, um, and he did travel with the team. Uh so my question to you is if Mel Gor- Melvin Gordon ends up playing does that make Gordon a must start or are you not touching any charges in the backfield
3: I think you got to play him if he plays yeah. I mean he he's gotten you this far I mean aside yeah. from the aside from the the last few weeks with the injuries he's gotten you this far yeah. You got to ride your horses man you got to yeah. jump on him and go but I yeah. don't think he's going to play I think it's a mistake they did this last time he convinced them <laughs> and he ended up getting injured. And I know it was a different injury, right? But I mean, at this point, you're what ten and three. The Chargers are. They, I think they got a playoff spot pretty well locked up. I know this is an important game in the West, but I, I think there are much more important games on the horizon, and they'd be making a huge mistake, especially considering they're calling for rain. Oh, are they're they calling really? for rain during that game? I think it's a huge mistake to play them. Um, yeah, the weather. I'm not a weather man, but I did check the weather report today. They're calling for rain. I think it's a mistake to play him. And I think they know that he's not going to play. Um, uh, but it's still a mind game. You're playing a little mind game with your opponent. Because yeah. Now Kansas City's got to prepare for Melvin Gordon, yeah. but I'm, I'm all in on JJ. If, uh, if Gordon is declared out, which I think is going to happen, or at mm-hmm. least maybe they activate him, but Jackson starts. I'm all in on that dude. I think it's gonna be a muddy terrain. I think he's gonna get twenty carries or twenty touches. He's definitely gonna score a touchdown, catch a few balls. Um that dude's a beast. I think he he can run.
2: Yeah, he looked good. Well, especially with Eckler out this week too. You know, I think it's even more of a reason to go for it and and assist (laughs) him than that's been doing well.
3: Sucks for that dude, man. He was he had a great game and he got hurt on an onside kick.
0: Yeah, I know, man. I dude, I have Ware, Eckler, and Gordon on my team. Yeah,
3: i I <laughs> saw I, like, I saw gosh. your matchup. I saw yeah. I saw that you had. I mean, you have injuries for days. Yeah, man,
0: terrible, man, terrible. A,
3: a nice stock of running backs, though. Right.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. Everyone was giving me crap about it earlier, and
3: now look, I'm <laughs> down to my fourth one, Mark Ingram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and at least he's you know serviceable. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> And Steve used to have uh, James Conner before he traded him Bad to me. I traded him, yeah, so. <laughs> hey, he's hurt this week, too, so he wouldn't help me either. <laughs> no, you'd be I'm sure really. i like.
3: <laughs> but I also like uh, on the other side of the ball or the other team, David Williams. I think yeah. Spencer Ware out. I mean, Kansas City knows how to use the running backs. So I think, you know, he's another, he's another late season pickup that's going to help some team get to the finals because He's going to touch the ball 15 or 20 times. He's probably going to catch a few passes. He's going to get a red zone carries, and he's going to catch a few balls inside the 10. He's probably going to score a touchdown. Um, Are you
0: worried about Sharkandrick West at all, though? Uh, Because they signed him last week, and uh, obviously he's going to be activated for this game.
3: Yeah, not really. (laughs) You know, he might have a few plays here and there, but Andy Reid just seems to know how to keep pumping out running backs. Yeah, Um, that are fantasy relevant and Williams is the next in line. I mean, shit, he scored two touchdowns last week. Yeah.
0: And he did yeah, pretty I, good in Miami back in and the day.
3: Yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. Who do you think is going to win?
2: I mean, I mean, personally, I'm going for the chargers and that's not necessarily just trying to be unbiased. It's, it's a biased opinion. I'm hoping the chargers just shut down that, uh, that offense. And it's great to hear that it might rain. Cause, uh, I'm going up against my brother this week, who who has the Mahomes and Hill stack. So, yeah, um, and, and Hill's banged up a little bit. I mean, yeah.
3: Slow him down on a muddy terrain. That would be nice.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: I, I'm the but Chiefs
0: I, win. For I got Pat sure. Mahomes going yeah.
3: in one league, so I got him and Kelsey stacked up. So I'll be rooting for uh, another 45 <laughs> points. <laughs> Just keep scoring.
1: So, Mr. Stoner, my uh my question's a little off topic, but you you talked about Williams, and our in our league, you can pick a guy up right right off. We have no waiver, mm-hmm. so I picked him up when I saw where look like he broke his collarbone in game. Yeah. But then because I was still in the playoffs, but then I lost my matchup. I'm out of the playoffs. So, what are your thought? My question is, what are your thoughts on guys still active on the waiver who aren't in the playoffs anymore? Does that frustrate well, you? Do you have leagues that turn that off? What's your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, in that situation, I mean, you were still in the middle of the game.
1: Yeah. So
3: you know, it, it, it's not like you were you were just doing it to be a jerk. Um, I, I think there's an unwritten rule in some of my leagues that people are not if you're out of the playoffs, you're not making pickups, you're not jumping on the wire.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, but we also have a rule in one league that the 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 team that wins the toilet bowl has to wear, you know, an actual toilet seat around their neck at the,
2: next,
1: <laughs>
3: nice. at the next year's draft. So they are still jumping on the waiver wire and we're okay with that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I I think you're playing that you're playing to be a spoiler sometimes. So I, I can see both sides of it. I think if yeah. you're the guy that loses out on a Williams or, or somebody because your running back got hurt, I can understand that you're going to be pissed off about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, win or lose, you're still in the league. You were still in the middle of a game, so I don't see it being an issue. Your situation doesn't bother me.
2: So, uh, you know, early in the season, I was I was reading your Dink and Swag uh, column, which which I think is great. You know, to to equate good and bad fantasy players to to Dink or Swag strains of canvas. Uh, do you have any uh, Dink or Swag players for this week?
3: Yeah, I, I'll I'll do some Swag. I mentioned him already. Aaron Jones, man, is he? I'm scared of him this week.
2: That's against a tough that, matchup in Chicago.
3: Against that Bears defense. It's just after what they did last week to the to the uh, to the Rams and was Gurley, I just I don't want any piece of that. If it was in Green Bay, I might feel a little bit different. Um, but he is getting fifteen carries a game. He scored the last three weeks. I just um, I'm just scared of him this week. And uh, you know, Kenny Galladay, I'm gonna stay in the same division. He hasn't done much of shit the last three games Yeah, I mean, since they lost. He got rid of Tate and Marvin Jones got hurt. He's it's been pretty imploding. well locked down. Yeah, it's been horrible. And Buffalo's defense has surprisingly been really, really good, Um, especially against opposing receivers. So if, if he gets locked up by Tredavious White – um, I don't want anything to do with with Kenny G. He might make those sweet, sweet tunes on the saxophone, but (laughs) I I don't want anything to do with him in my lineup. As far as the Danky plays go, um, I've been, I've been trashing, no pun intended, Derek Carr all year. I've been calling him Derek Carbage all year (laughs) long. I've seen it. But he's had some great games the last couple of weeks, and he plays against a terrible, terrible defense. Uh, the Bengals can't stop anyone. So, I mean, Derek Carr, if you're streaming, if you're in a two-quarterback league and you need some help, I think Derek Carr could definitely have a decent game. Um, and and my, my boy this week is uh, is Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's going to be the hero. He's been, he's been running extremely well. They finally fired their offensive coordinator. I think Zimmer wants to get him the ball more. The Dolphins have allowed, I think 11 or 12 running backs to either score a touchdown or have a hundred total yards. And I think Dalvin Cook's going to be doing both of those things this week. Um, he's going to reward some people in a huge way.
2: I think Dalvin Cook could uh, have a week like Aaron Jones did when he got rid, when they got rid of Mike McCarthy, you know? Yeah. Like bringing, and uh Dalvin Cook up.
3: If you watched him, I mean, he looks good. He's got a burst that I, you know, it just wasn't there in the beginning of the year. He's catching some passes. Um, and Kirk Cousins, is, he looks scared back there. That, that O line's yeah. terrible. That O line's not doing yeah. any good, uh-huh. but I mean, they can run blocks. So let's, let's just feed, let's just feed the chef, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just feed the cooks. I really like Dalvin Cook this week. Um, so he's my, he's my dank play of the week.
2: Nice. Well, since, since I have Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones <laughs> on my, on my team, why don't we just uh, segue to the next uh, question? You know, I sent, I sent our, uh, our matchups, uh, to you for, for our final or for semifinals this week. You know, so I guess, yeah, do you have any, uh, any words of advice or, or who do you think is also going to win?
3: Whose team is what? Where are we at here?
2: So, uh, mine's, uh, Brady's Brown Boys. Yeah.
3: Brady's Brown Boys. Uh, the projection blew my mind that it was tied.
2: The yeah. It's changed is- a little bit since, since I sent it to you, like, but it's, it's still pretty close. It's like 136 to 139.
3: Yeah. It's, it's a really good matchup. I mean, the huge question is Hill. If Tyreek is healthy and, and playing well, um, damn, this is a tough one. Um, let me see if I have any suggestions. There's really not much you could do either. Cause I mean, you have Connor, but he's banged up and I right. don't want anything to do with Peterson. I think Jacksonville is going to be on a mission on Sunday to prove that they're not as horrible as Derrick Henry made them look. That's um, what I'm hoping
0: for. <laughs> yeah.
3: And, you know, Antonio Brown, he's, he's the type of guy that, that kind of comes back strong after having a weak game. So I expect that he's going to show up this week. Damn, you guys have a great matchup.
2: Yeah, the only one I'm worried about is, is, you know, who you mentioned earlier was Aaron Jones at Chicago. And you
3: know what? He may have a, you know, a 40-yard game and score a touchdown. So at least he gets double digits. Right. You know, Derrick Henry's kind of a question mark for me. I think he has a a great matchup, but...
2: Can he do it again?
3: Can he do even half of that again? (laughs) Because he
2: hasn't done it before. (laughs)
3: I'll tell you what the uh the noble savages with the uh, the muscle hamsters on the bench I kind of like his matchup this week too. Oh yeah. 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 Cuz the Bengals, I mean again, I talked about their defense how they can't really stop anyone. Um I think they've given up the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Like even worse than the, than the Dolphins that I mentioned. So yeah, that's and, right. And he's scored in a couple games in a row. I think he's going to have a decent game. But I mean, you can't can you really bench a dude that just ran for over two hundred yards and scored four touchdowns? Yeah,
2: that's, that's hard. hard. Yeah, I'm
3: gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a winner though. I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brady's Brown boys. In
2: yeah. a, in a, in,
3: a fi- <laughs> in a five point victory.
2: Nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be close, too.
3: It's going to be super close, and it's going to be something like, you know, Matthew Stafford throws a late interception that's returned for a touchdown that <laughs> ends up winning you the game. I can see that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, something like that, because Stafford's just been terrible this year. And the other matchup is good, too. I mean, the other matchup's great. Um, you know, Wilson, is he kind of scared. You never know what's going to happen with Breda. Um I don't think he's gonna play though. I did write some notes down here. Ingram scares me because he's T D he's he's like touchdown dependent right now. Yeah. He doesn't get in the end zone. But there's again, there's nothing you could do with all those injuries. Like you're you're screwed. You're you're screwed. you have to play those guys at running back. You have no choice. Um on this side, I like I, I'm gonna go with time to eat. Even though I love Barkley. I just – I don't think Hilton's going to have a good game against the Cowboys, and he's also hurt. I think Leonard Fournette's going to kind of run all over Washington. And, yeah, so I'm going to go with another close game. I'm going to say seven points. Time to eat wins by seven. Um, Yeah, these guys got some good matchups. These are great, great semifinal matchups for sure. Um, I think we finally got
0: to the best teams.
3: Yeah, yeah the, I, que- I question Jacksonville's D over the Bears just because, you know, the, Bears, the Bears D, dude. Yeah. Um, but Jacksonville is playing against a quarterback that was like driving a UPS truck or something <laughs> a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So I don't really know what to do with him.
2: So obviously, no. Steve's, Steve's hoping Melvin Gordon suits up and yeah. gets to the game tomorrow. That's yeah. why I asked that question, too, man. I'm just. uh. Because to your point, I don't even
0: know if I want to start him if he plays. Because what if he's like just decoys or something, you know? And he gives me four points or something like that. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, that's.
3: Uh, I'm glad I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm really glad I don't have that problem. Awesome, I've been man. lucky. I've been lucky with injuries. I haven't yeah. had too many of them. No, that's good. I actually, the, I had Jimmy Garoppolo, and I but oh. I draft I drafted Mahomes to be his backup. So it kind of, you know, that, that kind worked of worked out. <laughs> yeah. After week one, I said, okay, well, they're going to switch roles. And, uh, everything kind of worked out. But you guys, you guys have some great matchups. That'll be fun.
0: Uh, definitely. I'm hoping me and Tommy can, uh, pull off the wins this week and have a second, uh, second time, uh, host championship. Um, but, uh, before we let you go, any other free nuggets you want to give out there to our listeners?
3: Yeah. I mean, at this point, I think I said it already. You, you have to ride your guys that got you there. Yeah. I mean, and don't don't tinker too much. Just set your line up and let it go. Have a little fun. Smoke a little weed. Like, just relax and, and enjoy it. I mean, you got this far into it. You know what I mean? You're this far into yeah, the yeah. season and you're still playing.
0: That's you
3: know? true. So el- 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 enjoy it a little bit. No matter how stressful it gets, you, sh- you should at least have a little fun because at the end of the day, it's a game, you know? We're playing a game. Yeah, having
2: fun yeah exactly i mean i know we got some money in it too though, well so. fuck yeah of course <laughs> yeah, no doubt but you know i i treat it
3: like vegas like i don't ever expect to win yeah, when I go
2: yeah. To Vegas. and it's, if you, you do know? it's a, it's a bonus. bonus
3: exactly like even just being here i just like beating i like talking shit being the champ and having the trophy and like drinking beer out of the trophy at the draft next year oh <laughs> yeah you know i told everyone when i win this year i'm Buying like a, a WWE championship belt with my name on it, and just rolling in like Razor Ramon or <laughs> <That's> some <cool. laughs> some dope wrestler from back in the day. That's how I'm walking into the draft next year.
2: You got to come in. Uh, you got to come in strong, like uh, like the Ultimate Warrior.
3: Yeah, I'll come in. I just what bust in. <laughs> Do a line of blow and run through the house and be all crazy for a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, I Check bet you, you get movie. those Bret Hart glasses online for <laughs> Oh yeah, come in with
2: those.
3: <laughs> I'll give them to my buddy's fiance. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely put it out there, especially with the championship week next week. It's it's crazy. We're at this point already in the season. I mean, it's super fast, and and I'm more bummed that it's just gonna be over. You know, really soon.
3: Yeah, it feels like it just started and now yeah. it's, it's over. But uh, you know, it'll it'll come back around before we know it.
0: Right but on, man. Be we'll be back. Thanks so much, Donor, for coming on the Two One On One podcast, to talk fantasy with us, and uh, we'll make sure to tag you on when the episode's up. And best of luck to you and all your leagues, man. Hopefully, best, uh, you win.
3: Best of luck to you guys too. Thanks again for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, finding out how this works out, how this uh, how this week goes. Oh yeah, Hi, thanks, man. You guys have a good one. You too. Hey, <laughs> Later, man.
0: All right, guys, Thanks. let's get into some Super Friends League talk. The
3: Super Friends
1: League.
0: All right, guys, here's a quick recap of the quarterfinal matchups. Really weird uh, results. Uh, they're almost identical. Um, Brady Brown Boys was able to f- defeat uh, Jeebus Strikes Back 126 to 83, and Time to Eat uh, defeated Watson Mackinac, my girly, 126 to 80. Um, tough week, obviously by the scores, um, and, uh, uh, feel really bad for Watson Mack and my girly and Jeebus strike back. Um, they had probably their worst results of the year on that week. So congrats to time to eat and Brady's Brown boys. They move on to the semifinals. Um, so Tommy,
2: who was, uh, your game of the week? Well, I think obviously, right. It has to go to the both teams for advancing the yeah. semifinals. But, but, you know, I think I want to give this one to, to Arm Rogery for, for scoring over 200 points for the first time in a useless fantasy showing this year as his team <laughs> missed the playoffs, even with two second round picks. <laughs> so, hey, good thing he didn't sneak out. in the playoffs. <laughs> good thing that would have, yeah, hey. he would have knocked everyone out. So great, uh, great week for all of us to not do as well and still win. Because I uh, lost, I'm looking, trying to
1: look at positives here. But uh, it would have been great if you were seated versus Matt, because you guys would have tied at 126, uh uh-huh. and wow. would have gone to the bench in a playoff matchup. Cause I don't think that's ever happened. Right. And then if John and I played each other, he would have beat me 83 to 80. That would have <laughs> oh, been crazy. Would that have been worse what? for you, Dominic? Yeah. What's worse? No, I mean, no. Losing by scoring 80 points is the same. So yeah, it, that's
0: true. It, that's, all right, guys, let's, let's make it hot in here with some blazing predictions.
3: Blazing predictions.
0: All right, a quick tally from last week. There was only two games to pick. Um, I was a perfect two and O and Dominic and Tommy were uh, correct with only one. Um, so the running total for the year, Dominic and Tommy are tied at 39 and I am at 37. So hopefully I can make up some ground this week. Um, so we have some huge um, semifinal games. Um, No offense to uh, John and Dominic, but I really feel that these four teams have been probably the best teams the entire year, and I think that really the playoffs start now. So um, let's start it off, man. First one is the Brothers Bowl. We got Noble Savages versus Brady's Brown Boys. Uh, Right now it's projected uh, 141 for Noble Savages to 136 Brady Brown Boys. Uh, Dominic, why don't you start us off, man?
1: Tom quick question for you, what's the tally
2: in the Brothers Bowl this year? uh, so far, it's either one to one or it's zero to two for Vince. I feel like it's one to one though. I feel like I, he got the first one and I got the second.
1: Uh, yeah, we talked about this a little bit in our interview. Uh, great matchups, super even. Um, I think Vince has the h- higher ceiling, and Tommy has the higher floor. So if Vince's team goes off, obviously he wins, but I think Tommy's, I think some of the games are going to be conservative and therefore I'm going to go with a higher floor team. So I'm going to pick Tommy in this one as a lower seed, uh, purely on that, that logic right there. And, uh, even though in my heart, I want Vince to win because I already told Tommy, I don't want him to win before me, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm going to pick Tommy because of that higher floor. What That's an interesting you?
0: fact. That's an interesting fact that, uh, Dom, um, right now in the semifinals, there's three previous champions, and Tommy's actually the only one, uh, one team that hasn't won a championship. So, um, I'm sure Tommy's trying to get that. A quick question for you, Dom, though, and I know it's kind of going back to fantasy, but are you nervous at all about AB or, or who are the Patriots going to stop? Antonio Brown or Juju Smith Schuster? Because you know the I Patriots don't. always take that one guy away. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. They might do something crazy and just try to blitz, blitz Ben the whole time. I I don't know. I that's a good question. I think AB is going to eat. Like you said, I don't think he has two bad days in a row. He's too yeah. good of a professional, so yeah. he's going to get eight catches, maybe 110 yards, and possibly a touchdown. Just a ridiculous game. Yeah.
0: I like your assessment of what you said about the floor for Tommy. I do like his matchups a lot better. Uh, especially Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's showing a lot of explosion. A little nervous about Aaron Jones against Chicago because Chicago has stopped absolutely everybody. And same thing with Njoku. But, you know, Tyree Kill is questionable right now. Odell Beckham Jr., we're not sure he's going to start. Alvin Kamara going against a tough Carolina run defense. Um, Derrick Henry, you know, and even Ertz now lost Carson Wentz. And I know he has some rapport with Foles, but, you know, one week, you know, get to get ready for a a Rams team that's looking probably to bounce back pretty good. So I'm gonna go with Browdy's Brown Boys as well. Brady's Brown Boys as well. I
1: think they're gonna take it and uh move on to the championship. Hey before you jump on Tommy, uh if Njoku can do half of what Kittle did to Denver last week, he's that's,
2: gonna be he's gonna be nice. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And and it's been a lot of disappointment with Njoku this year. Uh I think he's a great talent. I just don't think I don't know really why he hasn't been scoring. I think the good thing, though, is they finally really schemed Jarvis Landry into the game plan last week, so I'm hoping they start to do the same a little bit more with Njoku because they're realizing like those are the two best athletes, or at least the two best playmakers on the Cleveland Browns. But yeah, besides Aaron Jones going against Chicago, I mean, the only Running back and I looked it up. The only running back that has done well against Chicago, uh, in recent weeks, uh, and this is a while ago, actually, it was James White. So another, you know, third, uh, pass catching running back. And so I think they'll try to go there. I just don't feel super confident about Jones. And, and I, I'm really, really praying that for some reason, Connor gets his butt out there and is okay and, and gets off the injury list. Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did, it'd make me feel a lot better. And then I don't think Derrick Henry on, on Vince's team is going to do what he did last week. I think that's impossible. He hasn't done it all year. Uh, and, and and then the rest of the guys definitely take a step down with being hurt or having, uh, like in Ertz's case, having Carson Wentz out. So uh, like the Sonner was saying, I hope there's there's a lot of rain tomorrow night and you know, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes just don't do what they've been doing all year. I talked about it a couple of podcasts ago. Tyreek Hill boomer bust. He, that week I talked about it, he busted. And then the week next, the next week after, he was a boom. So I'm hoping this week's another bust for him. They shut him down like the Raiders shut him down. So even though Vince's team has been the number one team for most of the year and is super strong, I'm going to pick myself because I feel like at this point I have to, hoping to break the curse of the commissioner uh, and get to the ship. Yeah, I think
0: a lot of this matchup is going to go is going
2: to come down to that Thursday night game uh,
0: with Mahomes and Hill. Uh, but hey, at least you know tomorrow, and you'll have to stew for a couple of days. But
2: well, and yeah. I'm glad I have Monday night football games. You know, with Michael yeah. Thomas on Monday night football against Carolina. I think that's huge. You know, and he has Camara, so obviously that's going to be big too. But I'm I'm glad I have someone. You know, the same day that he's going or hit the, the. I'm glad my last guy playing is on the same day that his last guy is playing. So. Yeah, he's gonna start early. Hopefully, it's bad. He has to sit with it, and then I get a chance to redeem it on Monday Night Football. What do you feel? I got two things, but what do
1: you feel going into Monday Night? Because you have the receiver, he has the running back. What point cushion do you feel comfortable with? I know you don't feel comfortable with anything, but you know, if it wasn't your matchup, I'd say, in my opinion, I'd say fifteen points would make me feel pretty comfortable.
2: Yeah, uh, fifteen, or I mean. I'd say a, a minimum probably ten, but but fifteen the comfortable fifteen twenty Carolina is is I mean, they give up the fifth most uh to running backs and then the sixth most to receivers. So both guys have great matchups. I think they both can eat. Uh and we we've seen times when both players have gone off, but I think more often not more often than not it's been Camara lately. Um, I'm just hoping Michael Thomas continues his bounce back from, from having a three game kind of slide, had a really good game last week and I'm hoping Thomas uh pulls it off and and yeah, like like I said, if if even if it's a ten point lead, you know, I I'm feeling okay um with Thomas still going off there, you know, showing that he's my best receiver.
0: All right, guys, let's move on to the next semifinal game. Another close one, uh Mexicans versus Time to Eat. Right now, the projection is time to eat at 139. Uh, Mexicans at 137. Uh, Tommy, start us off, man.
2: These these projections have been all over the board all yeah. week. and They're like changing yeah. by the minute. So it's it's really crazy. I think people, are, you know, even the, the, the fantasy experts that set these projections are definitely having a hard time with it too and adjusting daily. But I think it's interesting on, on the matchups. You know, Phillip Rivers going against Kansas City. Is probably one of the better matchups, you know, because even even Leonard Fournette uh, against Washington, Washington's a good defense. I mean, they've been having their troubles lately, but they're still a good defense. If Xavier Howard comes back from Miami, like I talked about earlier, then that makes Diggs's matchup definitely harder. And like the Stoner was saying, you know, I, I think t- t- the T.Y. Hilton against Dallas is is probably the toughest matchup on the board besides Saquon. But at this point, I feel like Saquon's just like no one can stop Saquon. It's ridiculous. So, I'm going Mexicans on this one I, I we've seen time to eat kind of struggle recently with with the Kansas City not doing as well, and I think that's gonna continue, so yeah, I'm gonna go Mexicans on this one same type
1: of analysis of this matchup. I think Steve has the higher floor with his team throughout the year and with his matchups, and Matt has the higher ceiling, but I think the higher the matchups favor the higher ceiling team, so I'm gonna pick time to eat on this one. Like you said, I think T.Y. Hilton versus Dallas is a real tough one. I hope T.Y. goes off because I have him in my cousins league, but he's questionable and Dallas' defense has been balling out. They shut down, you know, the Saints and then Travis Kelsey's going against the Chargers is a big matchup. If you can shut, keep Kelsey between 20 points, I think Steve has a shot. It's going to be a close matchup. And, uh, I just feel bad for Steve. Uh, the only thing that scares me, Steve, is. Jacksonville's defense. And I know it's, if Mark Sanchez was playing, I'd say that's a great matchup, but yeah. who knows what, what this Josh Jackson guy is going to do. He looked decent. I don't think he's going to do great, but I just felt like Jacksonville gave up already. And it's, it is a nice matchup, but you do have the Bears defense. And I know it's a in game rival and they fire their coach and it's Aaron Rodgers, but God, the Bears defense has been played so down all year. Uh, so it's, that's a tough matchup. That's a not to put stuff in your head, but no, that's definitely, no, no. yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, no,
2: well, seriously, though, like, I mean, at this point, the Bears have an opportunity to score a touchdown probably more than any other actually. defense in the league, you know? So even if right. they do put up some points, there's probably a chance that somebody fumbles or there's a pick, you know, and and, and Bears get that at least, you know, minimum six from a touchdown.
0: Yeah. My only thing is because of Aaron Rodgers, I just feel like he just, he doesn't throw very many interceptions. And with Josh Johnson, um, I'm thinking, you know, there may be some more errant throws. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, he's going to run the ball a little bit more. So, you know, it's a tough one. I got a tough matchup. And, you know, the Melvin Gordon thing doesn't help me. I'm going to obviously pick myself because I think I'm going to be able to, eat, to squeak this one out. Um, I'm hoping for a lot of rain tomorrow. And I'm hoping for the um, the game to be somewhat low scoring, maybe running game next uh, tomorrow night. So Melvin going to get some running yards if he does end up playing. And then also Philip Rivers not throwing the ball too much, which would be good for me. But, you know, it's uh, I like my matchups with uh, Barkley. Like you said, it's almost matchup proof. Uh, Chubb at Denver. I know Denver's defense is playing a little bit worse. Um, and Landry, you know, the secondary for Denver's pretty beat up. So, you know, uh, it's going to be hard. I mean, I'd rather go with uh, Gordon than Ingram. But if I have to, I'll, I'll ride with Ingram. So oh, I will pick myself this week. We'll see what happens, man. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, we only have one more after this week. Yeah, Insane, man. Terrible, terrible week for injuries, man. A lot of injuries this week. And uh feel bad for a lot of the owners out there having to make tough decisions. But, um, you know, always, guys, you can hit us up on Twitter and uh, leave your uh, questions on there for us. And we'll try to answer them as, as much as we can. So uh, having said that, that wraps up this week's show. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us and review the show on iTunes, or you can follow us on SoundCloud. Um, and please leave any comments or questions in our Yahoo Fantasy app. You can hit up the voicemail line during the week or send us a tweet at our pods Twitter handle, which is two on one FFB podcast. And as always, um, you can find each of us on Twitter. I'm at FB Savant 7075.
2: And I'm at tmo 52 underscore. And I'm at Yeast Mode 24.
0: All right, guys. Good luck in fantasy this week.
2: BOMBOMB That boy good That boy good That boy good